welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping The Challenge, Season 35, Total Madness, Episode 5, Break Up With Your BF, I'm Bored. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, we, Ashley, had a little uh, pre-podcast meeting, uh, meaning we just kind of talked to each other as I was setting this up, and we don't know what this title refers to other than what happened on the television show we watched right we don't know what the reference is is it a movie is it a is it a game is it a play on words is it a is it a music i mean one of these was a hard jay's night i know yeah. what that is karma chameleon hey that's another song we know these so th- this must be a song break up with their bf i'm bored it must be you know Are we at that out of ariana touch? grande who knows who knows um, anyway, uh, folks, thank you for listening to this show. We appreciate it. Give us five stars in the Apple Podcast app. If you can, that would be very helpful to this podcast. And uh, without further ado, Ashley, take us away. So this episode picks up after everyone has returning to the bunks after the purgatory where D has sent home Ashley Mitchell and D is very happy. They're filing back into the bunker. She's pumped. She's got a red skull. She drops Ashley's name on the floor. Um, it was and a- she like laughs and like kicks it. Yeah, it, that, it's like D is doing like a real hard uh, job of. Um, or a good job of like trying to come off like villainous. She's going for it. Like she's decided that's who she is on this show. Like she's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to pick a character. It's not going to be like kind of sweet D who doesn't really know what's going on anymore. It's going to be like devilish D. Yeah. Ooh, devilish D. Devilish I like D. it. Um, then, we, so after that happens, okay, we have a very interesting segment that sets the tone for the first half of this episode, which is we start seeing still shots of the bunkers and things moving around. There's a very cinematic feel happening here. You see a, a light sort of swaying. You see a bag scooting on its own. It is setting it up to be a horror movie-esque. Yeah, there's some sort of ghost uh situation that they're alluding to here uh, and um it's odd i, I don't know it's well a, it feeds into the next scene which yeah. is them playing on the ouija board but it, it is interesting the um like the production choice the and the cinema- editing choice the cinematography seems different on this show at this point and yes. i would say the beginning of this episode the first half maybe the first quarter feels like it's been edited by somebody who hasn't been editing the challenge for the past couple episodes right it does it feels this scene and particularly another scene that comes pretty soon after this both have sort of a, um an artistic fingerprint we haven't seen yet almost in terms like a, of editing a cinematic feel to it yeah really um and uh yeah it was i i was kind of enthralled by it we had a theory when we were watching it during a commercial break we were like what's going on and then nick said maybe it's because people are editing things at home like they're not editing things in a room and like with a bunch of people in yeah, the room quite often and only knowing i, I mean I've, I've worked in television before and, and so is ashley like when a show is airing like not all the episodes are edited you right know, they're being edited week by week depending on you know what's happening publicly yeah sometimes they'll change some things or like they'll lock in like a couple of weeks of edits before the show and then they'll they're still continuing to sort of work on the show that's kind of 
how uh, some of this television is made. So, in know- fact, just not to, not to interrupt you, but um, in fact, when you worked at MTV, we had like a secret access to the challenge episodes before we they did. aired. I shouldn't even say that. But really. but we couldn't. We could not. We have, we were like, should we record our recaps um, beforehand so that we can just you know watch the show and enjoy it or whatever and like have it come out immediately. Um, yeah, we wanted to cheat. We wanted to cheat a little bit because we were like, we can just drop our recaps like, what, 10 minutes after the show airs or yeah. something. But then we were like, no, we can't trust these edits because they might get changed. They might get we, changed. We, you never know. Yeah. It could get changed a couple days before. Yeah. Um. So long story short, maybe these people are editing with that, with less notes at their home yeah. rather than being in a they're, – they're definitely not in studios editing. Right. These. You're not editing in a, in a sound room with, like, your bosses behind you yeah. making notes. They're probably sending this off. People are editing at home and then sitting back in. They're like, yeah, this works. Super long Zoom meetings to sort of figure out whether or not this cut works. So yeah. um, who knows? Maybe there was an editor that went rogue and decided to get all scary stories on everybody. I loved the artistic flair that I we, liked see, it. Yeah. we see in this scene. And then we we see later in another scene which we'll address so as i said it leads up to this scene where um people are playing with a homemade ouija board it's tori bear kayla and big t and then jenna is sitting on a bed sort of removed from the ouija board um this is a fun fun scene this is lighthearted. lots of lighthearted, sort of jovial scenes this episode setting up the kayla bear situation and we can kind of see you know bears being entertaining here you know you see the kind of charm of bear is what it's coming across to me and it also seems like you know you can't play this with with bear that seems no bears, bears a cheater and a liar and a goofball he's not gonna he's not gonna let the spirits take over the ouija board okay he's gonna control the ouija board and he did here I, he made it right bear i believe right yes and i found it interesting that jenna was sitting on the bed not participating because as i know jenna is a christian and as i know a lot of christians i grew up with would not play ouija boards at wow, sleepovers is this true so i was wondering like is she not participating because of christianity uh, yeah or or is she just like not into it? Interesting. But who knows? Then we get an interview from Kayla and she's like, Bear is fun. And then we get an interview from Jenna and she's like, I am nervous for Kayla. And then seems like things are going down a devilish path, a sneaky, sneaky path between Bear and Kayla. Will it come to fruition? We don't know. We don't know. That brings us to another uh, scene of people hanging out in the bunks. This time it's Bear, Wes, Josh, Anissa, Kayla, and Bear is talking hypothetically to Wes. He's like, hypothetically, if there was a girl here who had a boyfriend and I really liked her, what should I do? And then Wes is like, and then Kayla's like, this is about me. You know, so we cut from one Bear Kayla scene really to another Bear Kayla scene. Kayla's like, this is about me. And then Wes is like I would hypothetically ask her um, if she didn't mind me flirting with her so hard and then if she said it was okay I would keep doing it which really pointed out to me Bear must just be relentless on this that Wes even has to say like you need to just ask her if this is okay because you are going so you're flirting with her so much all of the time is basically what Wes says. Yeah I guess I didn't really catch this scene while it was happening. Um, I didn't realize that's what I thought Wes had been talking about himself like 
uh, or he was talking about whether his girlfriend asked his girl, your current girlfriend, whether or not it's okay to flirt with somebody. And then I didn't read the scene this way because I think I, I checked out for like two seconds. Well, it was a very short scene. And also when you're talking about things in hypothetical like this, it is hard to follow. It was hard to follow (laughs) for me. Um, the one thing I did note was, and I think this is important for possibly something that we're building up, but maybe not. Um, but definitely something is being built up. There was a moment where Jenna was, uh, where Bear was like, I, I, I'm not just talking about Kayla. I could be talking about Jenna. And then Jenna goes, um, uh, no, you're not talking about me. It's clearly, I'm not, you know, like she backs off hard. Yeah. Because we all know that she's with Zach and Zach ain't gonna uh, uh, like seeing any sort of stuff happening between Jenna and Bear, which is not happening. Right. But, but Jenna knows what edits can do. Jenna was quick to shut it down. Quick to shut it down. So that was my big takeaway there was like, woo, Jenna is very quick to shut this down. Like she's like walking on eggshells over there. So that's interesting that yeah. you say that because then the next scene is Jenna FaceTiming Zach. Yeah. And, um, you know, Zach says, hey, we're still a couple. And Jenna says, you know, we need this money. In an interview, she says to us, "We, uh, Zach and I need this money. We're going to start a family soon. Um, there wasn't much that happened this scene, but I would like to say something about Jenna this episode, which is I feel like last uh, recap, I, I was um, a little negative towards Jenna. And that is because ultimately... I was disappointed because I was excited to have Jenna back in the house. And then I wasn't getting the Jenna that I know and love. And so I was kind of like, why is she even here? If she's not gonna, you know, I was just disappointed. I was excited to have her there. And then it felt like a dud. This episode, we got some, we got some great old school Jenna moments. Okay. We got her being cute, running around, uh, mispronouncing words. It was almost as if, and I'm not going to say that this happened, but it's almost as if the editors of the show listened to the recap, okay? And then they gave me what I wanted. Yeah, they really did, because uh, I was coming down on Janet as well. But yeah, we got all the moments. She People called her pretty while she ran. Yeah. People called her dumb as she spoke. <laughs> um, and we she's, got what you know, we she's, wanted. She's building a fight up with her uh, fiancé. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's all the good. This was a big Jenna episode. I mean, Jenna, had, you know, that's the thing. You know, we, we got to remember that there's just not enough room for everybody in every episode. And just because somebody isn't featured heavily on a few episodes doesn't mean they're going to come in and knock it out of the park on the next episode. So we do want to just make a formal apology to the Jenna fan base out there and say, hey, folks, we're sorry. We misspoke. We, we, we jumped the gun. Jenna's great. I want to say about this scene with her and Zach is I feel like this should be more. Uh, clearly, everybody on this show is getting this room where they can go and talk to somebody over FaceTime. Yes, this is a new addition. This is like, this feels like a few, a, a few seasons of a new addition. Because before, you would they would get their weekly phone call. But now people are FaceTiming each other. We saw Bear do it with his girlfriend, a.k.a. his cousin. Now we're seeing Zach and Jenna do yeah, it. Yeah, we've seen this before where somebody gets to talk to, to a loved one at home through FaceTime. But... I think they should be incorporating this more, and I feel like this should be more of the show where we FaceTime other people that are not on the show, and we get some sort of insight. I just think it would just add an another element of drama if used uh, wisely. Now, it does seem that through all of the trailers leading up to the season premiere of this show that we are going to get that drama between... Uh, Jenna and Zach when I saw them FaceTiming here I was like oh shit this is happening right now 
but it doesn't. This is a sweet scene between the two of them. Maybe it's next episode. Who knows? But um, I want more of that. Don't you think it would be interesting if CT, like if like Johnny or like Wes or or Rogan, you know, used his one phone call to talk to CT and CT was like, I'm glad you called me. I have some information to tell you. So-and-so is plotting on you. Yeah. I couldn't say it in the house because I was in an alliance with them, but it all went wrong. Yeah. Like something like that. Wouldn't that be great? That would be rad. You know, people who were on the show or people who are not cast this season. Yeah. You know, you get like somebody who, uh, you know, like Cam or somebody, you know, has a a, a FaceTime with, you know, Tori or something. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, listen, you can't trust so-and-so. They thought I was going to be cast on this show and I wasn't. They told me they're going to double cross you. Get out of there, Tori. Get out of there. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I think that this could be used to open up an element of this game. Just to, I mean, we, we always want more drama, more intrigue and this is a great way to do it so i mean for those uh you know producers or people who run the show that listen to our show every single week <laughs> and change episodes on the fly based on our podcast what's up steven what's up david we need you to um go ahead and make that change thank you um i just i have one more thing about this facetime thing which is that there was a just a tiny moment almost impossible to register it was such a little blip but it did make me feel it did give me an insight that jenna must be feeling bad in the bunker because she's talking to zach and she's he's saying like god yeah i really miss you like this is really hard and then he says it took like three days and what he means is like it took three days for it to hit and then she interprets it as like it took three days for me to get over it and I was like, oh, she must just be in a negative mindset if that is how she interpreted that. Or that's the relationship that they have. What do you mean? Where she's always like, hey, you're just going to get over me and cheat on me. So, Oh, <laughs> yeah, she is like, I know how he is. Because, you know, there was a moment either he, right before this, um, which I think it was, where Jenna was like, oh, Zach, you know, I am with Zach. And it's just like, um, maybe it was the, the bear situation. Mm. It was like, oh, uh, Jenna's like, uh, excuse me, like me, I have I have a man at home or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody said something else. And then she was like, uh, like alluding to like, are you guys going to be all right? And he's like, yeah, as long as he's good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a chance always that he'll cheat. Aww. You know what I mean? There was that moment on this show where I'm like, damn. I think if he cheats on her again, the internet will destroy him. They should, man. They uh, should. That brings us to the next cinematic scene of this episode. It felt, um, it was very cool. We liked this. This is a workout scene. We see these real sort of uh, produced shots of people working out. It was cinematic again, and this is where I was. This is the moment when I turned. We need a new word it. besides cinematic well, because, because that's what you it was. And I keep it was a montage. It. it was a montage of working out, like it was like we're about to watch like some like music you know, video, or music something. video, or honestly like if if we were setting if we were watching like an HBO like uh, you know a documentary leading up to like a boxing match yes. where you get to see like. You know, um, I don't know. I can't think of one boxer. That's why I watch reality TV. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if... if uh, it had a real last dance feel about it. It did. It, it, it was um, It was cinematic. <laughs> oh, my it was, God. It, it felt unlike the way that they normally show people working out and, and stuff like this. It, it just, had a creative flair. It, was, it had a, crea- a creative flair. It was slick. 
Um, it was it was fun to watch. Yeah. And this is really when I turned to Ashley and was like, something's up here. You know what I mean? And and it may have kind of ended at this point. Yeah. But up until this point, it did not feel like how we normally start this show. It did feel it did feel like it was in the hands of someone new. I'm going to tell you, Dave and Steve, whatever their names are, <laughs> the producers. Don't forget. We like this shit. Lisa. This is good. This is a really fun way to open this episode up yeah um and I, I don't know i have a question for you ash has any episode so far um in this season i know they've done it uh, a multitude of times in other seasons but in this season have we come right back from the from the elimination and started the show yes we last okay. week remember kyle said ct went home oh you're right you're left. right okay i just forgot i forgot because that I thought is maybe a common pattern of yeah. of structure they've been doing but yeah okay so the next so, so they're working out it's a cinematic scene like nick said then we get some, cinematic <laughs> then we get some interviews with rogan he wants in the elimination he wants the red skull he wants to go after jay um then we because of you know jay sent ct home jay made out with d blah 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 yeah or because jay's the tiniest guy in the house and rogan's one of the biggest and rogan is scared to go into an elimination so he's picking on the biggest the littlest guy i mean that's probably what's going on here it seems like i mean the whole thing with like leading up to this of the past couple of episodes where like rogan was getting upset that d and jay had kissed and like he was like now it's personal that felt fabricated absolutely so during this workout scene, we get this really funny scene of Josh and Wes on a treadmill and they are like talking back and forth to each other. They're kind of talking shit. And then it's like interviews and Josh being like, I'm always going after Wes, blah, blah, blah. And this is a very funny, like edited scene back and forth. And then Wes is like, I've got bigger fish to fry. And then it cuts to Jordan, which uh, then brings us to our next scene, which is What's I up? totally want to talk about the scene with uh, Josh and, and Wes. Oh, okay. Don't, don't just keep going here. Okay, yeah. This is a beginning of something that is absolutely insane to me. Yeah. Okay, so Josh and Josh is making it seem like he and Wes have some sort of like a rivalry that has gone down in the annals of challenge history and that all, everybody knows about it. And like this is, he's acting as if he's, it's, like instead of Wes and bananas, it's Josh and Bana- and Josh and Wes. Yeah, I mean he doesn't as much in this scene as he does in the later in this episode. But yes, it is being established. It is here. being established here and big time. Yeah. Um, as if something's gonna happen. And uh, this is I can't I I don't know at this point, and we'll talk more about it in the in in the scene later. But I can't tell what Josh is doing here. I there have a are three. There are three ways that this could go down. But this has definitely been established in this scene that there's something is going to go down here. And I, Josh is, I need to watch a big brother Josh something. Yeah. I need to see what he's like in the big, this guy won big brother. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I need to see that. By the way, we are watching Jay's Survivor season. I was going to bring that up later in the show. We'll we'll talk about that li- a little bit later. Well, you're bringing or, up watching another person's well, well, the reason, OG season. The so reason why well we're watching a, a Jay season is because of the end of this episode. But is it? Or that's is why it because I, he's that's why been... I tossed it on. That's why I tossed it on. We've been talking about it. We're for at weeks. A, we're out of sync right now. Let's continue. 
So the point is, is that this is just like a very fun back and forth. We laughed and it, it sort of established something is going to happen with Josh and Wes. You know, there's something there. And um, it made me think about when, uh, was it last season when Laurel and Josh conspired to get Wes thrown out of the house? Yeah, no. That was last season, yeah, I maybe. think. And yeah. I think maybe Josh thinks that that was like maybe a bigger move. Oh, than is that it was. what you're talking about? I think so. Oh, why did you say that to me last night? On. Why was I peddling, but like because talking? I'm just making connection now. Oh, okay. Because I'm like literally talking to you about this for like an hour. Like, hey, why are they doing this? And it's like, oh, clearly that's why he thinks this I is I think happening. that's what's going on. Okay. Yeah, I'm not holding out theories on Seems you. Seems like you might be. It ha- when we start discussing the pod, things come out of the mud. You know what I mean? I don't. I disagree. I think you're holding this off to just <laughs> you are you're you? trying to blindside me on this podcast. <laughs> How dare you? But I I just do think that Josh thinks maybe that was like his big challenge move, you know? Yeah. So, um like we said, Wes says I got bigger fish to fry. It cuts to Jordan. That brings us to another scene in the same area. They're in the activity room and it's a little um th- the beginning of this is, is a little sort of muddled because we don't see who the the initial words that started the tension, but we see that the track has been messed up. And then we have Wes explaining that he was helping Nelson fix the track. And then Jordan said something. And then all of a sudden we see uh, Wes approach Jordan at the picnic table. And these two start to get into it. They start having a heated back and forth. And Jordan, at one point, he brings out this giant sausage. And he's got this big sausage. He's holding it up uh, as, as if it's his penis. He's saying, talk to my dick. I don't know what's going on here. Um, and then Wes says, you will not talk to me the way you talk to your wife. Yeah, this is a rough scene to watch. I enjoyed this scene quite a bit, to be honest. I think both of these guys acted like assholes. Um, and, uh, yeah, the fact that he said that in front of Tori was crazy. And Tori really didn't have much of a response. She kind of maybe visually responded with her face. But, uh, I mean, Jordan is completely unlikable on this season, in my opinion. And Wes isn't the most likable character in the world. And um, what he's doing to Jordan is also he's trying to intimidate him in some way. And uh, it's just like two blowhards going at it on a picnic table. And uh, it's it's ridiculous. And it's over nothing. You can you clearly see that they're, like, upset about the fact that they're just, like, have nothing to do all day. And, like, it's getting yeah. to them a little bit because... Yeah. There's no real reason to fight over this. They unless they really hate each other. I think Wes really actually sees Jordan as like a huge threat in this game and wants him to leave. He then tries to spin this into some sort of a thing like this is a game move he's been playing and I'm always playing the game and although I'd like to believe that Wes is always playing the game, I highly doubt it. Seems like he's just pissed off uh with uh the way that uh Jordan kind of walks around and pretends like he knows everything. Basically, what's actually going on here is Jordan is trying to tell Wes that he's he's fixing the track wrong. But we don't even actually know because we didn't see it, you know, because what happened was everybody was just hanging out. You know, you pointed this out to me. Yeah. Everybody was just hanging out. And then all of a sudden they started fighting and the cameras turned on. Yeah, it was like a moment where they we probably shouldn't be seeing this 
this scene normally. Like, I don't think they were planning on having anything exciting happen. There was nothing going on. Like, some people were milling about eating some food. Other people were kind of working out on a track. Other people were just, like, hanging out on a picnic table. Table Definitely wasn't, like, a planned shot here. And so that's why you didn't see the beginning of this. You didn't see how the track got messed up or anything like that. But honestly, that's when scenes get really exciting is when they pick up like mid action like this. Cause you're like, Oh shit, if they've chosen to turn the cameras on and we're actually seeing this on the finished product, something is about to go down. That is crazy. And it has nothing to do with, you know, an actual challenge or an elimination or a deliberation or a vote, which usually means we're about to see fisticuffs. Yeah. And I think saying like, you don't talk to me, like don't talk to me. Like you talk to your wife is words, fisticuffs for sure. At one point during this Jordan, um, he calls out to bananas. He yeah. asks for bananas to weigh in. Yeah. And, uh, I don't remember that, but <laughs> does he, does he weigh in? He doesn't really weigh in, but it's just interesting that these three egos in the same house. I mean, Wes saying, don't talk to me like you talk to your wife. Like that is pretty wild. That's insane. And in his interview, what he's like, he's like, yeah, that was a low blow. Um, but you know, you know, he's basically saying it's, it was a game move. Mm. I wonder whether or not that is something that he sees that everybody sees a lot. I want to know what he's referencing. Cause to me, it probably, I mean, I would imagine maybe there's a possibility that if he lived with Jordan or if like they're together, like you're seeing like Jordan tell Tori how to do a lot of things in that house. Like I've been here longer than you. I'm a champion. You're my fiance. Here's how we do things. I mean, we do see that happen earlier in the season when Tori comes running over to Jordan asking how we should deal with D, and then Jordan lays out exactly what Tori's going to do, and she goes and does it. I mean, you know, the track's messed up. Jordan's laying out exactly how to fix it, and I guess if it was Tori, she would he would he would have paid attention to her, but to him. But uh, it's Wes, and Wes is going over there, going, "Hey, listen, if that was Tori who was fixing the track, maybe you could speak that way, and she'd do it. But don't talk to me like I'm Tori," which is. You know, that's a tough thing. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that this wasn't a game move and and it was more just, hey, I'm pointing some shit out that I shouldn't maybe be pointing out, but maybe you shouldn't be talking to your fiance that way in front of people, let alone at all. So, I don't know what's going on here. We haven't seen much of it. Wes is the ultimate manipulator. He's always playing a game, quote unquote. I think he just got pissed off at Jordan and took a low blow. To be honest, I think it was less a game move. I think later it's pretty easy to say, "Hey, look, I'm always playing the game." See? That low blow was me playing the game. Or was it, I'm pissed off, so I just low blowed this motherfucker. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those, I just flirt with everybody. You know, like sure. it's like a get out of jail free card for all your activities. I thought this was interesting because this scene ended with Jordan um, cleaning up some liquid that was on the picnic table. It looked like orange juice, but we didn't see it get knocked over or, or thrown or something happened with a glass of OJ. I that think. was that was Wes's urine. <laughs> he peed all over, he the, peed picnic all over table. the picnic table. Corey, during this in an interview, reminds us that this is a guy's week. So, yes, you're right. Tensions are high. Tensions, tensions are, are high. high. That brings us to a new scene in the activity room, and it's just very quick. It's Jenna taking Kayla to the side, sitting on some benches, and asking her about Bear, because she's like, you know, Jenna is just very clearly being like, hey, 
what's going on? Bear is flirting with you a lot, and I see you feeding into it. I just want to set the record straight. Like, you're still with your boyfriend, and Kayla's like, I'm definitely still with my boyfriend. Yeah, I'm still with my boyfriend, and uh, hey, listen, I enjoy his company. I think he's a cool guy, but I would never do anything to jeopardize my relationship at home, obviously. Like, thank you for pulling me aside and talking to me about this, and I'm glad that we're both in committed relationships, and we can be on this television show with all these hot, sexy guys and not have any problem. To me, this was a scene where Jenna pulled Kayla over to the side, or quite honestly, Kayla pulled Jenna to the side and said, hey, let's go tell a cameraman that we're going to go over here and have a conversation about the bear situation and my boyfriend because I need them to lace this into the edit so it doesn't get edited to look like I'm cheating on my boyfriend at home. I need to do some damage control. Can we have this damage control conversation out loud and have them put, hopefully they'll put it in the show and we can make our intentions clear just so it doesn't allude to the fact that I've been cheating this whole time, which has gotten people in trouble on this show many, many times before. Oh yeah. What about, how about that fucking thing with, uh, you know, what comes to mind is Kara and that guy Tom in the back of the bus with the, did he, did she give him a hand job right. before Abram came to the show? Oh, did she, boy. like if later Kara had a conversation with, I don't know, whoever else was on that show, Anissa or something, yeah. um, and was like, hey girl, what happened on the back of that bus? Is like, listen, Tom has been flirting with me. I don't like the guy. I definitely didn't give him a hand job or anything. Right. You know what I mean, like this scene felt purposeful. It felt it felt like there was some intentions behind setting this scene up. It didn't Did feel not... like a normal scene that you would see. It didn't feel like they were catching a conversation. Didn't feel organic. It was very much like, hey cameraman, we're about to have this conversation. Where should we have it? Oh, seems like there's two chairs set up to look at it one another in this corner of this uh you know intramural field that we hang out in all day long yeah it, it, it to me seemed like a total setup scene and uh it was interesting because i also feel like maybe this scene was if if it was set up by jenna hold on hold your horses oh wait okay what were you gonna say i was gonna say possibly that jenna may have set this scene up to be like i need to make everybody clear that the stuff that's going on with bear is just with kayla and bear yeah and that's why i'm gonna pull kayla aside and be like girl i'm seeing you hang with bear a lot there's a lot of flattering going on with you and bear are you gonna be okay rather than you know it possibly being bear flirting with jenna and jenna you know possibly thinking that fuck is this coming off like i'm the one flirting with bear right because we do have that scene earlier here where bear was like hey i could also be just talking about jenna there and jenna gets very defensive so and yeah that's a good point because let's be honest i mean kayla and jenna are probably hanging out all the time right they're besties they hang out with each other in the house it's fucking jayla it's jayla dog okay it's um and if bear is following kayla around that means bear is spending a lot of time with jenna which means that he's probably like flirting with her just because that's kind of his personality so yeah that's a good point jenna might be doing damage control i'm interested in when this was filmed chronologically i'm interested in when this was filmed chronologically okay it is put at the beginning of this episode i'm wondering did this happen a couple of days after this episode did this happen a couple of days before this episode or the events of this episode exactly we'll discuss that further down the line that brings us to a next scene it's in the chess room i like nick that you wanted to um originally call the chess room the common area because it is very uncommon 
to see people hanging out in this room. That is true. And now it is D and Wes, and they are over the chessboard. This is clearly time to talk strategy. They're talking about how they want to get Jordan into elimination. I mean, Wes, that's what Wes is gunning for. And that's when you say to me, Nick, you say Wes is playing very emotionally. Yeah, I kind of feel like he got in this fight with Jordan, and now he's like, fuck it. We're getting Jordan out now. Yeah. And uh, to me, it felt like jumping the gun on pulling this move. Um, and it felt like he was playing emotionally because he fucking hates Jordan and wants him out of this show. And, uh, he doesn't want him to be on the show with him anymore. And he wants to prove that he's, he's more strategic. Wes is getting like, he's, he's getting a little sweaty in this scene. I feel like. In this season, he's like really heated. I mean, what about that thing where he was screaming and yelling at whoever on the, who, who, who's facing he, Asif or something like that? He got, yeah, because Asif called him out for being like a, a snake or something. Yeah. And Wes has played pretty emotionally on this game. And I can't tell whether or not that's purposeful or if he's just like, fuck it, I'm, I'm going, I'm just in a mood yeah. this season. Um, but yeah, to, to me, this is very much. Uh, an emotional, um, D, I need to talk to you. You know what's interesting? I love Wes. I love watching him. I think he's fun. Um, but I feel like Wes, the lore that Wes has around himself is that I play a very clean, manipulated, uh, sort of manipulating game. And then what I always see with Wes is him just being messy and getting like called out for things and then getting sweaty and then, you know, something happening. Like Wes in his mind thinks that he's playing this very tight, clean situation. He keeps claiming he's being a possum a dead possum but it's like yeah. very much not a possum dude you are not a possum you are the tiger king maybe is what's going on here yeah that brings us to the daily this is fun a car comes um drives up on its side it's on two tires it's a uh, pitched at an angle and when the car drives up tj says that's right this is gonna be sick yeah this, this is a very like sick bro episode yeah but it's also um you know a, again taking notes from our last recap it's sort of a survivor-esque situation where there's like different points of things that you have to do and then there's a puzzle involved um, I, I found it to be pretty pretty similar to actually how they do these things where every every daily has involved three elements and one of them is then take the information and decode a puzzle I actually don't like this. Uh, I know I've been going off on the dailies every single episode. I don't mind this one because I do think that it was a sick bro challenge with the two. There's a car up on two wheels and they'll have to all get in a car. or One person on every team has to get in that car and get information for the rest of their team members. But I don't really I'd rather like a. I know it sucks, but like I'd really rather like a like a race. You know what I mean? Like I a loved, relay race. <laughs> I love this. I thought this was really fun. Um, and there's a race element to it. There is, but I, I just don't... The time. Re- I don't like this, like, gather the numbers, then pass the numbers to your next partner. Your partner has to go and look at this board and decode a thing. And once they put the board together... I to- found this way easier to follow than, like, the bomb thing that uh, Bailey and CT won, which is just showed a giant map of people running around and then something exploded. This I could follow 
follow. It had four parts. You have one player who uh, has to read math equations over a radio while they're driving in that sideways car. They're radioing these math equations to someone who is um, off in another place, and they have to put up the math equations on a board, solve it, okay? So then they take their answer, they run their answer to another person who then, using the numbers that correspond with certain colors, pick rods, three rods based on those numbers and and the in the um, exact color order and then they run those rods to someone else that person takes the rods has to put the rods in order into a bomb and if it's right it explodes so I enjoyed this. I thought it was easier to understand and easier to follow. The first team up was Jay, Kayla, Wes, and Nani first up. And then Jay just totally fucks up. He doesn't, he misses the first math equation. He's radioing over. He misses it. They get eliminated. I thought this was sweet because the team kind of rallied behind him. Like Nani said, like, okay, let's go support him. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, everybody was like, really, Wes was the first person to, he was like, fuck, this guy sucks. And then he was like, can't get mad at them everybody makes these mistakes and then it seemed like the other two on the team followed suit and was like all right i guess we're not gonna get mad at this guy luckily they didn't because the next like three teams fuck up as well yeah and it's also like and we should say this is very important for jay to get into this tribunal he wants to get in the tribunal he's been in the past two guys elimination he wants to be safe from going in an elimination again and um wes wants to get in the tribunal because this whole storyline is that wes wants to put jordan in so wes wants to be in charge he's really gunning to get in the tribunal so now i'm asking you ashley yeah is there a way that we can zip, zip, zip to the end of this thing? No, because I want to go through all of them really, really? quickly. I'll go through it quickly. <laughs> Next up is Bananas, Bear, D, and Tori. This is fun because Bear is like, Bananas is reading the equation, and then Bear like gets half of it, and he's like, okay, repeat the thing. And Bananas is like, what? I can't repeat it. I already drove past it. You didn't get it? They get eliminated. Then it's Maddie, Nelsie, Rogan, and B- and Big T. Maddie, Nelson, Rogan. That's what I said. Called him Nelsie. Oh. <laughs> Maddie Nelson, Rogan, and Big D. This is fun. It seems like they're gonna they're gonna get this, and then um, it gets left on a cliffhanger. Did Rogan get the equation right? It comes back, and then Rogan has messed up the equation, so they're eliminated. They're eliminated. Next up is Swaggy, Jenny, Josh, and Casey. I like this one because I'm pretty sure Swaggy said he was a day trader during this. And that's why he's good with numbers? Yeah. And then I'm like, I, I'm i really liking Swaggy as an addition to the show well, and Bailey. We didn't get much of Bailey, but yeah. these um, the, they're just really good competitors. I'm enjoying that. And we see this happen. Josh also is on this team, and he says something like, I'm ready to blow up this house. Um, he's ready to get in the tribunal make some big moves and blow up this house (laughs) yeah he's the big move maker (laughs) big move josh next up is melissa bailey kyle and Corey. um they get this right but then Corey has the beams and he can't find the holes to put the box like literally like there's a giant black box that has holes in it you put your uh, your beams in and Corey's just looking around at other things dumb Corey. You know, Corey just blows it. He's dumb, man. You know. Everybody's standing there watching. Yeah. Is he not able to, were they not able to watch? Were they not able to say, it's the the black box. It's the only thing. I guess there's like a something. I think 
that he wasn't struggling as long as it made it look like he struggled. Okay, that's I think fair. he struggled for like a second not knowing and then put it in. It was it made me laugh. And then next is Fessy, Anissa, Jordan, and Jenna. This is where we get a fun um, thing with Jenna running where she looks like a Baywatch contestant and she's smiling. She's running as a Barbie. Also in this... Um, Explaining the rules of this game, Jenna says you have to destination the bomb. Designate. Designate the bomb. And that was a cute like, Jenna it's moment. Not, and they're like, it's detonate. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so we're getting some old school Jenna in here. And then we learned that the winners are Swaggy, Casey, Jenny, and Josh. Swaggy, has he been in every tribunal? Pretty much. I mean, either him feel, or Bailey. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, when TJ and Josh is in that tribunal, now time to make some big moves. Big move, Josh. When TJ announces that, Josh leans over and he goes, "Pack your bags, Weston." Wow! And, and people, I, it's like, what is going on here? Now, I would have loved if Ashley would have given me the information that we that there was uh, beef between them because Josh sent him home. See, I don't know if this, I, this would have there. made me feel like uh, I'm telling you when we were none discussing, of this made sense to me in a way that I couldn't even understand. I was like, I can't. What is going on? Is Josh like trolling? Is he? I did not remember for the life of me that her, he and Laurel made a move on West the previous season and sent his ass home. And I was like, this is like a guy who is like lost it or he thinks that he can manipulate TV to like just now there's a rivalry for no, there's no ground for him to stand on to say that. But there is. He did send him home. He sent him home. The thing is, is that Wes probably makes fun of Josh because Wes makes fun of everybody. And Josh is probably keeps like holding that thing over his head. Little does Josh know that many people have sent Wes home in the past. You know, it's not a rivalry maker. It's closer than somebody who hasn't made a move to send him home. That is true. So Josh says, pack your bags, Wes. And then we get an interview from Wes who's like, my goal is is still to vote for Jordan. I mean, Wes has his eye on the prize. It's to get Jordan out of this house. That brings us back to the bunker. We see Jenna and Jay kind of talking in their own little area and talking about who's going to be voted in. And Jay says, I hear it's Jordan. And then Jenna says, um, is Wes trying to get Jordan sent in? And Jay's like, yep. And then Jenna's like, ah, I don't want to tell Jay that people are saying his name, basically. Yeah. She's, like, I, this, she's like, this is why I don't talk to people one-on-one. Yeah, because she was like, oh, yeah, you're totally not going to get thrown in. Like, she kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're safe. You're good. You should be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we see Josh, Jenna, and Jordan and Nani talking in a hall. And Jordan's like, they're kind of talking about Wes's plan, I think, to put Jordan in. And yeah. Jordan's basically like, I'll take him. I'll take whoever, you know. So basically, what you need to know is that, like, you know, Wes is running this campaign against Jordan and now it's gotten back to Jordan. And then that takes us to our next scene, which is it seems like Johnny has pulled Wes aside to talk to him. And Wes is like, you know, Johnny's basically being like, people know that you're trying to get Jordan thrown in. And Wes is like, what was I supposed to do? And then Johnny is giving Wes advice. OK, they're talking. They're in the chess room. I'm pretty sure. 
Um, and then Nani comes in to do something, and she looks at them, and she's like, "I'm on to you and Wes. I know what's going on here." She gets it. She see. I thought everybody was at this point. It's weird to me that we're still getting interviews from people that are like, "I think that they're working together." When they told us that in the first episode, I, I think maybe what they should have done is built this up a couple of episodes, and then when we get a situation with Nani being like, "I'm on to you guys," then it cuts to Wes and Johnny being like yeah so we're working together yeah they may have jumped the gun on that because uh i it they made it seem like it was the cat was out of the bag once the um that west didn't vote for johnny they made it well okay they made it seem like the cat was out of the bag in the house but they told us the viewers in the first episode i feel like they told us but no they made it seem like the that, that everybody was on to them on yeah. that one when Johnny was up for elimination like two episodes ago. Yeah, they're like, Wes didn't vote for Johnny? Yeah, yeah. and I was like, I kind of figured everybody would get it, but now we're getting two episodes later and it's like you got Nani being like, well, I think something's going on. And they're like also clearly strategizing in a room nobody else is strategizing in. Like, yeah. Aren't they like, why is Wes and Johnny walking away from us all the time to like yeah. sneak around and talk? I don't know. I don't know. It's in, it's 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 <sighs> I thought Nani was going to be like, I know what's going on between you two and I want in. Yeah, I did too. That brings us to the house nominations. Nomination time. Do 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 do. Wes goes first and he really builds it up like he's going to vote for Jordan and then he votes for Kyle. How does he build it up like he's going to go for Jordan? He's kind of like, this guy's the biggest asshole in the house. This guy, I hate this guy. He sucks. Yeah, he really does make it seem like, and he gets to say everything he wants to say about Jordan, but then vote for Kyle. And uh, I guess his conversation with John, I guess this is the result of his strategizing with Johnny. I guess so. Johnny talked some sense into him. Kyle says burn votes will not be tolerated. Next up is Nelson, who votes bear because of the fire extinguisher incident. And that's when I go, oh, shit, of course, Bear is going to go in. Because if I know anything from watching Survivor, it's that if you piss people off or you do a big move that people say, hey, I can vote this person in now and blame it on this thing that they did, then they jump on that. It's exactly what Jenna said about Ashley from last episode. You know, when he talks about the fire extinguisher thing, I was like, oh, he must have got hit with this fire extinguisher. But then he's like, because I feel like he put all those people's like health in jeopardy. And he's like, you weren't even in the room. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up what Bear did. We didn't talk enough about how fucked up that i thought was. it was cool nick get out of this house <laughs> you can't we're in quarantine um next up is jay he says bear Corey says bear and then rogan says jay bear says jay johnny says jay kyle says jay fessy says bear kayla says jay when kayla says jay we get a little sound clip from bear a little interview where he goes kayla is my girlfriend yeah. Do it. Do it in the bare accent. I can. I can. Kayla is my girlfriend. D votes for Jay. His fate is sealed. I feel bad. Yeah. So, he's upset about it. He is upset about it. He should be. He this is his third. This is the third guy's elimination and his third time going in. Okay. This is what I'm wondering. He and, and he does say something like he's like he's like whoa you guys are blah, blah, blah. and then like. Kayla's like, welcome to the game. I hate when people do that. Yeah. It's the challenge. Yeah. Welcome to the challenge. I mean, I'm actually shocked that didn't come out of Johnny's mouth because that's usually something Johnny says. Um, this is what I'm this is what I'm starting to think here. You want, if you're gonna run a final, you want as few people in that final as possible, correct? 
Yeah. So wouldn't it make sense that you wouldn't want everyone to have red skulls? Yeah. So wouldn't it make sense that once someone got a red skull that you would then target them so that they... You're kind of eating up red skulls. Exactly. Yeah, I thought about that as well. So they should have some rule in place to stop that. Um, Like, let's say you get three red skulls. Does that mean that you're now... You can't go in an elimination anymore? Well, I think eventually that they will. Because, I mean, what are you going to have 20 guys run the the final you know what i mean like it's there'll be like a purge no to, but i'm and, saying and then like, if they don't need the purge they won't use the purge i'm saying there should be a rule in the eliminate like tj should have said and if you get five red skulls you can't go in an elimination again or well, like if you get they three change red the skulls. rules on a whim on this show so i would expect that maybe that might be coming if need be you know I think it should be there because just this, like, just targeting the same person over and over again. I, I don't know. I'm feeling for Jay. I guess it's because I like him. You know, I didn't. I like him too. I didn't like to see this. Didn't like to see this. That brings us to a night out. Wes is running his campaign to get Jordan out. He's talking to Nelson. Love watching these two talk to each other. They're talking about his beard. Um, then we see Jay and Swaggy C talking. These two seem to be real friends. Jay and Swaggy C. Yeah. I didn't put that together until now, until this episode, but they do seem to be friends. They seem to be friends. They're talking off in a corner. They're new. They're undersized. (laughs) You know, and I I don't know. I like these two together. Then we see Rogan running a campaign to get himself in. He wants to go against Jay. Wants to go against Jay. Wants to go against Jay if it's a physical challenge, if it's a physical elimination. Yeah, and that comes up for sure in his tribunal interview. But and he's just saying right now, like I want to get in there. I got to get in there. Got to get in there. That brings us back to the house where we're in that they're in the activities room. It looks like everybody's having drunk cereal. It looks like time for drunk cereal. Time for drunk cereal. Kyle Kyle's wearing a romper of some kind. I'm wearing a romper. My name's Kyle. Kayla and Bear are on a futon. Uh-oh. Nothing good happens when two people who are attracted to one another are on a futon. Nothing. Kayla says, "Have you called your girlfriend?" And uh, that's when Bear says, I haven't called my girlfriend. And she's like, why? And he's like, because there's somebody in this house who I like better than her. Mm. Flirting going on in the couch. Kayla is falling for it. Everyone's drunk, clearly. Very drunk. Kyle is watching. Love Kyle's expressions while he's watching. Um, And then he says something like, you know, I'm just watching you two. And then Kayla says, I'm going to the bathroom. She gets up and leaves. She like proclaims it. Yeah. She declares, I am standing up to go to the bathroom. Right. And then Bear follows her. They get to the bathroom. They're brushing teeth. They're doing some flirting back and forth, some butt kissing. I mean, butt smacking. They're, they're doing what? <laughs> I didn't see any butt kissing. I think I saw a butt smack. They're flirting. They're flirting. And then they kiss. They definitely make out for like five seconds. In a little corner. Pretty Fly for a White Guy comes on. Pretty Fly for a White Guy comes on. And I'm glad you brought that up, Ashley, because Pretty Fly for a White Guy is yet another example in my theory that the challenge is using shit that I used to watch when I was on watching MTV in the 90s. What's going on with that? Nick has a theory that the challenge is doing that to appeal to their demographic, yes. which he thinks is, is is himself. It's myself. These are the people who watch the show, the people who are my age, who grew up watching the show. I think that they're using music from a time period like they do every season. Like last, uh, last season, it was all sort of 
Vietnam, anti-Vietnam rock anthems that were coming out. So I think they just do time period music. No. Okay, fine. Whatever. I, <laughs> I can't talk to you about this anymore. You're um, wrong. I cannot talk to Nick about this anymore. <laughs> We've talked about it off pod for too long already. So, yeah, Kayla and Bear kiss, man. It freaking happened. And then Kayla walks out of the bathroom, almost walks into a um, a, a videographer, almost walks into a, a, a camera. A videographer. A camera guy is out there. She, like... <laughs> Does like a quick uh, sort of surprise like, look. Whoa, what are you doing out here? I was just in there brushing my teeth. Yeah. So how come they didn't know about the cameras in the bathroom? Well, they're off into like a kind of a corner to the side. And it makes me think that they thought they weren't going to be seen on the camera. Because like if they had, if Bear had taken like one step backwards and Kayla had taken one step forward, you might not have seen them. And I think that, this this is what ties into um, the conversation with Kayla and Jenna. My theory is this kiss happened. Kayla woke up the next day and was like, fuck, I think I kissed Bear last night. And then her and Jenna are like, let's go have a conversation over here and talk about how Bear's coming on to you and you're not into it really and that you're sticking with your boyfriend. I think the conversation we saw at the beginning of this episode happened after they kissed. This could very well be, Ash. Could very well be. And, and yet... The editors were like, we're not going to air that in order. We're just going to air that before. So it looks like it's even worse when you kiss him. Kayla in an interview says her brain is scattered. That brings us to the tribunal. Um, You know, they're talking about who's going to, who are we going to put in? Josh is kind of leading this tribunal meeting. Absolutely. He's the king of tribunals now. No, again, no word from Casey. I mean, we know that Jenny's not really a talker. Swaggy's kind of talking a little bit, but Josh seems to be taking the leadership role here. He says, you know, Rogan wants to go in. Casey will never be back on this show at this rate. I just don't think so. I just think that she really is bringing nothing to this show. It's odd. It's weird. She's a winner. She's a big brother winner, correct? She's a big brother winner, and she's clearly a competitor, and I don't know anything about about she's her. been a couple she's hasn't she been in a couple tribunals as well or yeah no? yeah it's like she was in last week's it's pretty wild man don't know shit about this but person. yet again maybe don't count her out because we did this with jenna yeah maybe next week's gonna be, be the big casey episode who knows where she knocks uh kayla out or something they basically decide they're gonna bring in rogan west and nelson for interviews um josh says shit's about to get real in this house the interviews begin. First up is Rogan. He says, it's personal. Put me in there. I want to put my hands on him. I want to throw him around like a rag doll. Rogan says this rag doll thing a few times throughout this episode. He wants to go in if it's physical. He only wants to go in if it's physical. Then Nelson comes into the tribunal. He's like, everybody's like, we just brought you in here because we don't really know you, like who you're with, what your game is about. And Nelson's like, my game is basically about Corey. I'm with whoever Corey is with. Um, so I guess Nelson's just kind of letting Corey do the politicking I guess so. and hiding behind Corey. It's not working out that great for him because this is what the second tribunal Nelson has been in. Yeah, it's interesting that they really did pull him into this tribunal out of everybody in the house. Yeah. Bizarre kind of. Nelson says um, that Wes is a snake. He's like, put Wes in. He's a snake. Um, then it takes then Wes comes in. Oh, my God. I don't know how to describe this scene that happens, um, but Wes comes in and Josh says, you know why you're here, buddy. You know what this is about. (laughs) And then Wes is like, you are trying to make this happen between me and you, this rivalry happen. This will never be a thing. This is not a thing. 
you uh you and me not a thing not at all and then like well you are a tool in my game and then josh is like come on man you know that we have a huge rivalry it's always been me and you it'll come down to me and you I Wes is like, I am not thinking about you. I'm not working with you or against you. I don't think you'll ever win a final. Yeah, and he's I like, don't... he's going, well, he, his, what he said was like, he goes, why would I, why would I be worried about, I'm not going to ever say your name. Why would I be worried about throwing in the worst player in the game? Yeah. I mean, in Josh's face, it's just, <laughs> it's like, by the way, if you look at everybody else, they're all like on like the verge of breaking up and and, and laughter they they all want to laugh pretty hard because this is really just like the most asshole thing like Wes is trying to stomp this out as hard as he can right now I mean this is this is this is an episode of low blows by Wes because quite honestly Josh might be the worst player in the game Wes is owning Josh mentally I mean like to see someone get punked mentally like this and Josh is like okay so you just want to do you want you don't want to settle it now and then it's just going to go back to how it was and Wes is like there is no how it was yeah there's nothing to settle I'm not interested (laughs) in you at all you're a peon I'm never going to say your name you're never going to affect me you're the worst I I this you think people were laughing? I think they were cringing. I was, I was cringing, and I was looking at other people. They're like on the tribunal; their eyes are kind of darting around. I mean, this is uncomfortable. Josh keeps trying to save face, like, I and just then w- Wes keeps shutting him I down. I just wish Wes would have also gone the second way and just been like, "And also, I think you're ugly. Like, you're just <laughs> an ugly dude." Like, I just think he should have just continued. This was wild, and like the way that Josh is like. Josh is like, yeah, right, because like, for, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you're always talking to me in a demeaning way, and it's like, can I go now? And then like, Wes like leaves, and then when he leaves, he like looks around at everybody. He's like, see what I'm talking about? Like, Wes yeah. is like an asshole, and clearly we have a rivalry. Oh my god, <laughs> this is so embarrassing now, for Josh. Here's the thing: it's like, is Josh building this rivalry on this episode? Do we now want to see Josh go in against Wes? For what Wes has said to Josh? Yes. There you go. I want to see it. I want to see I it. I want to see it. Maybe we'll see, see it tonight. It. Yeah. You were, when this is happening, you were like, is he trolling us? Well, I, I don't is, think Josh is. I don't think he's Ash, trolling us. I said, is he trolling us? Because I forgot about the incident that Laurel and Josh oh, threw Wes yeah. in. Because to me, if like you take that away from this, yeah. if you pull that out, like it's kind of like those um, comic strips that people put up online where they take Garfield out of the Garfield comic strip and it's just Dave sitting there reacting to nothing and it makes the whole comic strip seem like this guy Dave is a maniac and you're like, this is hilarious because if this guy, if if Garfield wasn't real, Dave would look insane saying the things that he's saying in this comic strip. That's how I felt here. Garfield was pulled out of the situation and I'm just seeing Josh being like, it's you and me, buddy. You know it's been you and me the whole time. It's like a man has had a mental (laughs) breakdown. Now, I have a question for you. Why didn't MTV, who loves to throw back to clips, put in that that, that 30-second clip of Laurel going, should we say Wes? And then Josh jumping up and down and saying, let's say Wes, let's say... Like, where? why didn't you guys include that? And then Wes going home? Didn't he go home because of that? he went home because of that. So it's like, yeah, why didn't they do that? It's very odd. Very odd. Only thing I can think of is that they were like, let's not remind them that Laurel's great and could have been here. Yeah, or Laurel was weird on X on the Peak. Let's (laughs) let's let that chill for a little bit. 
Um, yeah, that was very, very fun. So then um, that the, the interviews are over, and then Kyle goes and lets Jay know which three names were picked for the tribunal. Rogan walks into the bunk while Jay's laying on his bunk, and um, Jay is like, oh, so you only want to go in if it's physical? And Rogan's like, yes. And Jay's like, what if it's a puzzle? And Rogan's like, I want to throw you around. I don't want to take... I'm not stupid. I'm not going to take a risk. I'm only going to go against you if it's physical. Um, what did you think of this? Tough scene to watch. Just felt kind of bully-like. I, f- I liked how Jay came off here where he was like... You know, he was just trying to like rile him up because he does want him to jump in if it was a puzzle because he knew he could beat him in a puzzle or he thought he can. Although... Rogan seems to be kind of okay at puzzles and yeah. stuff like that. So the I don't fact know. that Rogan is so much bigger than Jay and he's walking around and being like, "I'm only going to go against you if it's physical." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes him. It makes it seem horrible. It makes mm-hmm. it seem like really lame of Rogan. Yeah, this um, is. Then again, a you bad have to just look. think this is the game. He's trying to win a million bucks. Like you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? Like, but if it's so personal. Then wouldn't you go against that, him his no matter what? His excuses for it are the lamest part up until this point. Yeah. His excuses are the lamest point. Like, he doesn't care about D. He doesn't care about D. He didn't care about, you know, any of the, like, oh, you threw CT in. That's, CT could have been a threat to him, you know? Like, yeah. he's doing everybody a, a favor by getting CT out. Uh, it's, you know, I found, I find it to be completely lame of the guy, uh, 100%. So, agreed. Um, yeah. That's when the alarm goes off. I guess this is a thing now. now. The alarm goes off in the bunker. It means they need to start getting ready for elimination purgatory. We head to elimination and purgatory. As we can see from the setup, this is the classic game, Balls In. Balls In, folks. TJ says... This is a can. There's a can in the middle of a circle. You get a ball. You have to try to dunk that ball or shoot it into that can. You know, best of three wins um somebody plays defense this is your classic this is one of like the three classic extremely physical games so this is bad news for jay bad news uh you know you got balls in you got the 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 thing where you're you're holding on to a stick and you're trying to pull the stick away from somebody uh which is possibly the most physical out of all of them yeah and And then then hall brawl brawl, which is you just have to run like a steaming engine towards another steaming engine i mean both get concussions both get concussions uh but the only stick thing that was ever good was Susie meister who did she go up against and um on uh what's that show which was the one no ruins I don't remember what you're talking about, but I disagree. There's been many, many good stick ones. And Anissa the one that, and Kara? No, I'm thinking about um, Derek and Joss. Remember? Mm, Didn't mm-hmm. Derek take Joss out or, or or he just wouldn't let go of that stick? There was like such a big difference, physical difference. Oh, yeah. Where like, De- like Joss is like picking Derek up. That one was hard bu- to watch. It was hard to watch, but I mean, it's like these are, you know, this is classic classic, classic and, and, and this game honestly can be avoided uh, physical if you just shoot this ball you know yeah. you could just run shoot dip it. somebody shoot it but it, it 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 allows you to absolutely put your hands on another person and body slam them maybe and as we know rogan's been saying all episode he wants to throw jay around like a rag doll so 
Jay, come on down, TJ says. And then he is, uh, he asked if the tribunal wants to go in. They don't want to go in. TJ's a little pissed. No, TJ has now decided to berate everybody. And like pissed a, that, they put T, that they put Jay in yeah, again. Yeah, he's goading everybody. Like, yeah. you guys kidding me? Like, this is ridiculous. You're I putting like, him in again? Because he's he is seeing this like the way that the rules are set up. Because you would think, just like the way the first episode was laid out, just like the way we all thought when we heard about this stipulation of the game where you have to win to get new, you would think that all of these players would be chomping at the bit to try to get into the um, elimination, uh, into uh, purgatory, just so they could get their skull. So far, it has not been that way. It's just um, been Jay. The votes have been Jay. And so, uh, and you, we've had a couple of times in which we, there was a chance or even CT jumping in to go up against Jay. But you have D jumping in to go up against Ashley. So, like, there's still the tribunal has been been used. But he's now looking well, over Well, D didn't jump in to go against Ashley. The tribunal put her in there. Oh, I thought she decided she wanted to go in. I forgot about that. Okay. So, regardless of the fact, it has been not necessarily... This has not changed the way that this show goes as of yet, really. I mean, yeah. this stipulation, it's been pretty much throwing the weakest person and then we're going to throw in a person we think we could beat them. Yada, yeah. Yada, yada. TJ wants them to be volunteering to right. go into purgatory. So That's what he thought was going to happen. He's goading them. Then he looks up at the tribunal. He's like, come on. What do you got, Josh? You doing this? And Josh is like, uh, 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 uh. We, we should say uh, they, they vote. Right, he's so so. They're like Josh, like huh, huh. He's like, I'm actually gonna go with what our plan, and this guy really wants it, and so I'm gonna vote for Rogan. And that's when you you look at Wes, and Wes is like, what a little pussy boy. I know. In his interview, he goes, he's exposed. Yeah, <laughs> he's exposed. He's exposed. He is kind of exposed. TJ says, uh, Swaggy, who is your vote for? And then before Swaggy can say anything, Jay says, just come on down, Rogan. Yeah. Um, the tribunal votes Rogan in. Well, you, and this is where it's established that Rogan, uh, Swaggy is like boys with uh, with with Jay with Jay because he's like he's my boy. Yeah. I don't want to go in against him. And and uh, well, and actually, Swaggy says TJ. Swaggy TJ says Swaggy, are you gonna come down? And Swaggy says, I would love nothing more. And then TJ says, if you'd love nothing more, come down. Yeah, he, TJ is not <laughs> allowing this to be smooth. <gasps> and um, I was hoping that he would. Uh, Swaggy? To be no, um, no, I was hoping that TJ was gonna do this. Okay, yeah, because I saw how this was going. Yeah. Um. And I was like, oh, somebody should step in here. TJ, step in here yeah. and make these guys feel like they're being really wimps yeah. by not going down there. And he did. He made everybody. He did not make it easy for Swaggy and Josh to say, I'm out. Uh, he was just like, okay, I'm going to let everybody know. I'm going to shine a spotlight on these two guys who don't want it as bad yeah. as I think that everybody should want it. Um, so tribunal votes Rogan in, Rogan comes down and then TJ says to Rogan, welcome to your first elimination, yeah. Rogan. And he has like a little bit of tood yeah. on that. Loved it. He goes, you guys know this is balls in, but this time it's going to be called fireball because these balls are going to be on fire, dude. And it was like, yeah, this is so lame. Why are they blowing things up and lighting things on fire so much on this? <laughs> it's so stupid. It's total madness. It's total, total madness. We get another interview from Rogan where he says again that he's going to toss him like a rag doll. Then we have... By the way, Ashley and I at this point are noticing there's like five minutes left on this show yeah we're like we're what like the is fuck? this gonna be a double long episode or is this gonna be a to be continued now at this point here's what i thought i go okay so jay's gonna go home 
in this eventually in this purgatory. Okay, that's what I think is going to happen. They want to keep the Survivor fans for one more episode, mm. so they're going to see them set up. They're going to go for the ball, and then it's just going to be a boom to be continued for next week. Just because we're going to lose Survivor people who watch this show just to see Jay on this show because uh, he gets knocked off too early in this season, so at least we'll get him for one more. By the way, if you're a Survivor fan, why wouldn't you just be watching Survivor uh, that's competing on the show? It's so stupid. That's yeah. a very good theory. My theory but was... But that was, that was my theory. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my theory was that it was just going to happen very quickly, that it was just going to be over sure. very quickly, yeah. and that there wasn't going to be much to report, yeah. sort of like the J, um, the first elimination. Awesome J, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that happened pretty quickly, and there wasn't much to show. Right. So these are our theories going in. We're like, five minutes left. What the hell? Um, we get an interview from Kyle saying I feel bad for Jay Maddie says this is going to be brutal so when I'm seeing these uh, interviews I'm going well they did this with when CT was was went down they're like oh I feel bad for Jay this is going to be brutal for Jay and CT went home I'm like damn are they setting us up for like this big comeback again is Jay going to be that guy I know and I'm like yeah Jay you can do this and then TJ says Jay gets offensive for offense first. Yeah, Jay gets the fireball first, and uh, Rogan defends the the hole. And then in a matter of seconds, we see Jay go towards the basket, get picked up, body slammed by Rogan, and then Rogan pushes his head into the ground to get up, uses his helmet head as a his push off point to get off of his body that is laying pretty much lifeless on the ground, picked up and slammed. He got picked up and basically suplexed out of the ring big time. Like um, it, thrown like a guy who has been able, who knows how to use his body weight and, 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 and suplex somebody. I mean, you can't just pick a guy up and toss him in that way. There's like hip movement there. There's not just arms. There's legs going on. This is a guy, and he says before he gets into this thing, Rogan goes, okay, this game is built for me. I've been playing rugby for years and years and years. He knows how to pick somebody up and throw him on the ground in a in a proficient way. He does this in the most proficient way possible with torque, with core, and, you know, let alone the size he has on the guy. Slams this guy down so fucking hard. It's brutal. Jay is just laying there for a second. Then he looks like he's trying to get up. And you just see his right arm is just doesn't look right. It's twisted. It's twisted wrong. Someone it's like somebody that yeah. he's wheezing. And and somebody's like, oh down. shit, his 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 arm is broken. Like, God, I really hope he is just we're gonna see next week that he's just lightheaded. And this ends on a cliffhanger, by the way. It's over after this. It's I, over. This I, is it. I truly hope this isn't just a one and done, he's hurt, so Rogan wins thing. Um, and, and I hope his arm isn't broken. I really do hope his arm isn't broken. I hope it's just like he kind of get winded and we, we at least get to see him compete. If Rogan breaks his arm, should be, should Rogan be sent home? No, they should have never let Rogan go in. He is, Jay is undersized. There should not be eliminations like this. If you're going to have such size differences between certain players. Yeah. It is the show's fault that this happens. There's no rules. Make a rule where you can't pick the guy up off his feet. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not allowed to touch the guy. You can only touch the ball. You know what? You're right because in professional sports, there's weight classes. Of they course wouldn't let that happen. Or if this was in football, everybody's wearing pads. Do you know what I mean? They have yeah. a helmet on the guy and elbow pads. Like, 
there's way you know and also like that would be called roughing that would be called roughing there would be a there would be you know um you can't intentionally try and hurt the guy if he doesn't have the ball in his hand and stuff like that there are certain things that you can't do to stop from concussions stop from broken bones stop from just fist fights happening you can't just fight a guy you know so there needs to be rules and regulations but quite honestly guys if you're gonna have people on there like fessy and rogan and ct you can't have guys like swaggy or jay on the show if you have to have physical eliminations like this you just can't okay Things should have, there should be an equalizer in this game, and there's no way to have an equalizer. And honestly, if you see Jay coming into the elimination, they knew he was coming in. They can't just switch up the game that they had planned. Yeah. They can't be like, well, it's Jay. We're actually not going to have him where he's, it's going to be Rogan coming down to beat the shit out of this guy. I know maybe that's against the rules and you legally no, can't do that and whatever. It's fucked up that they did this. It's the show's fault. It's the show's fault. It's Rogan's trying to win a million dollars. Rogan's behavior was also shitty. He shouldn't have pushed his head in the You're right. He shouldn't he have. But you do get hyped him. up. You get hyped up in this thing. And I know he shouldn't have. He is to blame 100%, but you can't. You can't say that also the show isn't way to blame for this. The show is to blame for this. The show is to blame for this. It's, it's bad. It's gross. I, 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 this was a very, 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 very fun episode. Yeah. Lots of highlights. This is my favorite episode Me so too. far. Me too. Kayla and Bear making out. Two fly for a white guy. Okay. Pretty a fly Ouija for a white guy. Pretty fly for a white guy. Ouija board scene. Okay. Wes losing his cool, getting coached by bananas, getting called out by Nani. Uh, Jenna running like a Barbie on a Baywatch scene. Lots of fun here. Okay. Wes and Josh in the tribunal. And then it ended on this very disturbing note. And uh, my heart goes out to Jay. I hope he's okay. If if Jay has broken his arm, dude, you fucking killed it this season. You were awesome. I can't wait to have you. I can't wait for you to come back. I hope that you come back. And I think that you will because you really came across as a likable, fun, and, and, and proficient player. Also, Ashley and I just started watching your season of Survivor, Millennials vs. Gen X. Last night, we watched three episodes in a row. Yeah, you're already making us laugh. At one point, you go, man, we're just trying to get this money. Don't you want to just, like, chill and snowboard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Folks, that has been the podcast. We'll be back next week with our next recap. Don't forget that we do another show every Monday. Yeah, 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 folks. Last Monday, we talked all about how we hate the show too hot to handle that's on netflix uh we also have a patreon patreon.com forward slash reality blows sign up for the five dollar bonus tier that'll get you two extra episodes a month we just did our second episode of april uh, we dropped it two days ago and what ashley and i did was we went through a whole bunch of reality television shows youtube accounts including kayla and uh we talked about uh, how we thought they their youtube accounts are going and, and what and, we saw and, and what information we, saw. we learned and we goofed around about it and we have a lot of fun doing that so make sure you're jumping in on our extra bonus content as well uh thank you guys so much for listening we'll talk to you next time and as always may the tj tell you to get your shit together dude and may you guys actually get your shit together dude bye